0: We were just talking about how, uh, Kareem, you know, Kareem Abdul Jabbar's got like, like a handful of Jacobin bylines.
1: Mm-hmm. And, like,
0: is he is he just like us, like, just like throwing it out there for a couple hundred bucks? And, uh, right, is he getting paid like $300 <laughs> to
2: you know, write an online?
3: <laughs> yeah, I think it's the love of the game.
2: <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. At that level, it's like it would be an insult to pay him $300. So he probably just does it for free.
1: Yeah, that's
3: true. Yeah, I think so.
2: Like well guys like that, you either have to pony the fuck up or just hope they do it out of the goodness of their heart. <laughs> T- Tom pointed out LeBron beat his all time record scorer. Uh, Kramer, yeah. Um on his thirty eighth birthday, the the score was what, thirty eight thousand points? Something like that? Thirty eight
0: thousand, thirty, yeah, 30, 38. Yes. Yeah, but 30th. and
2: was it the 38th game of the year or something like that? In the
0: thirty-eighth day of the year.
2: The thirty eighth day and of the year. LeBron
0: himself is thirty-eight years old. What is, oh what it is. is the
2: significance of the number thirty-eight, Kate? I don't
3: know. It's the LeBron number. <laughs> he's gotta change his jersey now. It doesn't yeah, yeah, he's have to some... be
2: thirty-eight from here on out. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> How much longer can LeBron play, do you think?
3: Like a few years, I think. Three years is my my guess.
0: Yeah, I think. Like, if he wanted to, like, Vince Carter and, like, absolutely, like, exhaust his usefulness, like, he might play to, like, 45, but... He's like,
3: yeah, well, he's like Michael Jordan going to the Wizards or whatever, yeah. The Wizards are waiting.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Go back to Cleveland for your sundowning years.
3: (laughs) They would love that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um. well, just by way of introduction, welcome to the show this week, everybody. We're joined by Kate Wagner, uh, third time returning guest by my count, but uh, there I could have lost some episodes. No, there. I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, to, this week we're we're here to talk about one of the greatest architectural um, feats of the modern day. And it's it's rise and subsequent fall. That's right. I'm talking about the Nord Stream uh, Gulf pipeline that <laughs> was <laughs> apparently uh, taken down by the United States. Um. Uh, weirdly enough, though, so Seymour C- Seymour Hirsch has a story that claims that the United States did, in fact, detonate the Gulf uh, the uh, Nord Stream pipeline. Tucker Carlson is like really on this tip. Have you guys noticed this? Like Tucker, like like uh like they're really like hammering home that the United States was fully responsible for this.
3: Like in a like global power hard on kind of way or like what?
2: No, I think that I think that um I th- that's a great question, Kate, because it's <laughs> like it's hard to like fully pinpoint their motives but i feel like they're kind of like anti-materialist because or uh anti-imperialist because they um they hate america now right <laughs> like their whole <laughs> thing is how much they hate america so
3: it's like
0: like it they have stream
3: to... two was woke <laughs> that was what it is that's,
0: that's what, what is. ruined it. yeah like many other things in their estimation
2: <laughs> yeah well, um, no, uh, but seriously, now what we're really here to talk about is, um, Neon, Neon Lights. It's, uh, it's a song by John Mayer, it, or, but do I, didn't, didn't, um, Bricks and Dunn also have a song about Neon Moon? Uh, Neon Moon, yeah, this <laughs> that'd be the title of this episode, Neon Moon. <laughs> <laughs> um... Kate has an article in The Baffler about it's about Neon, but this is the thing. I didn't realize it until after I learned read your article, Kate. Neon is like, it's not just a city. It's like it's like a fucking country at this point. Like I went to the website. Yeah. Uh yeah, like I went to the website and you can uh, like there's a big button at the top of the website that says "Invest in Neom." So he's like, editing.
3: "It says Neom is real on there." <laughs>
2: <laughs> but this is kind of like is it's a very interesting statement, right? Neom is real because, um first of yeah, all, I- it's an interesting like epistemological thing or ontological thing. But then also, it sounds like Israel, like Neom, Israel. Re- <laughs> It seems like slender long Israel. <laughs> yeah,
0: like in like wasn't that Neom's thing like it was gonna be like two feet
1: wide <laughs> or something, Wait, like something.
3: Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio found dating Neom super nineteen year old Neom supermodel. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Native, Native Neomian. <laughs> <laughs>
3: naomi uh,
0: campbell yeah naomi campbell I just started making these making his girlfriends in a lab in this weird new city <laughs> state
3: did he would are you kidding me <laughs> yeah
2: uh-huh um the the if you go to the website there's a video and i'm sure you watch the video okay but it's like
1: yeah
2: it's like about their progress like the first words like right out the gate the master plan is being realized more every day. That's what it says. It's like, well, you can't argue with that. If it's if you have a master plan, it's one thing to have a plan, but a master plan. Can you imagine you can uh, you can imagine a
0: bunch of British guys saying the same thing when they were carving up the Middle East in the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> all these things sprang to life.
3: <laughs> shifting imperialisms. Mm.
1: <laughs>
2: um, the video is very fascinating, though. Because okay, so I mean, I didn't realize like, that there's all these like little cities within neon. It's like Tom texted me today when I told him what we would be talking about today, and he said, Is the city state back? Like, are we returning to the city state? Is that the new form of civilization? <laughs> it's just, uh, I mean,
3: what else is can you call Washington, D.C.?
2: It, I mean you're right. It is all they're missing is a moat and some city walls.
3: I agree. <laughs> they need a moat. That's the thing, like
2: yeah, like Neon, like they have several cities. Honestly, it's kind of reminds me, do you ever play Battlefield? You know that PlayStation game where you're in World War One and you can pick your battlefield.
3: I'm a girl, so no.
2: I played Risk. <laughs> is that the same thing? I
3: did play Risk, yeah.
2: It's pretty much yeah. like that. I mean, well, like FIFA. Okay. You probably played okay.
3: FIFA. I, I know FIFA. <laughs> yeah, I FIFA.
2: No. Same thing. You can pick your battlefields. There's like. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's like all these different. Cities. I don't even know what they are. Are they cities within the city? Like Oxagon. Uh, Trojana. Which is.
0: Okay. You got to try a little better than that. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> These are some so Reddit just, ass names. They
0: are, <laughs> yeah. Let's just slightly <laughs> tweak a, a a Greek city state and call it that.
3: I mean, Neom is like technically like the Greek, like a like a play on the Greek word for like future or something. So like they really have like a return tie kind of hard on here.
2: Yeah, it's trad.
3: Yeah, but like with Louis Vuitton.
2: Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: just just very tacky.
3: Yeah, it's tacky. I mean, it's also like, yeah, anyways, Neon wow. is just, it's goofy. I mean, but like, I like you're still on the fence about whether or not it's plausible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not like that it can be built because I don't think that's true, but like whether or not they're really going to try, uh, I I still am not entirely sure because like right now as it exists, it's like kind of paper architecture. Which is a term for architecture that is like speculative. But, um, you know, of course, more about like, they're more so, paper architecture is more about commentary than it is about, you know, actually executing a plan. Just like a utopia, like utopian stories are actually stories about the way we live now. It's uh-huh. kind of the same thing. But what's interesting, like, about Neom is that, like, it seems like they're already trying because they've already, like, arrested, you know, tribesmen. For like resisting displacement, so it looks like whether or not Neom or like the line, which is like their horizontal horizontal skyscraper that's like over a hundred miles long, is gonna come to yeah. I know exactly. It's gonna come to. It's also mirrored, by the way. So like, not only is it like a horizontal skyscraper, but it also kills birds. Um, why, why so, is it? What,
1: what do you mean
2: by mirrored? Is it like
3: like literally like the exterior is just mirrors? Like it's going to kill Saudi Arabia and then also reflect all of the sun's light back into the sun, which might have planetary consequences. I have no idea. I'm not an astrologist or astronomer.
0: When I lived in Las Vegas, they built this like, um, I guess it was like a, like an open air, like bougie mall that had like, there was like an Hermes store there and all this stuff. And they had the city center in the middle of it, which was like this mirrored, like, sort of like apartment building with like all these like you know six thousand dollar a month apartments and condos and different things and there was an engineering error on it that at a certain time of day when the sun would shine on it it would get so hot (laughs) and it would like it could like burn you or something like that and so like they had to like after they had like rolled all this out like there was all these sorts of like liability questions with just this one little thing and it's like these it, guys are setting themselves up for. It. They didn't learn from Vegas's mistakes. Yeah, it's
3: this it's is like, really common, actually. Like, there's a skyscraper called the Walkie Talkie. That's not its actual name. In London, which was designed by this architect Rafael Vignoli. and like, it's like a mirrored skyscraper, and it's like curved at such an angle that it just like melts cars that are parked and stuff. <laughs> it's
0: like a, it's like an unintentional
2: death rat.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's some real genius shit. They're going to wind up like
2: reflecting the sun onto the moon. It's going to bore a like a laser hole through the moon <laughs> or something.
3: Yeah, uh, who knows. It'll like it's bad for a bunch of other reasons, but like why did they have to make it mirrored? I guess to reflect heat, but the heat's got to go somewhere. That's physics, man. Like well,
2: that's the thing this the whole thing seems to be premised on like we're terraforming Saudi Arabia. It's like what, what they've even got like they've even let like Trojanna that's I like even saying the name makes me angry but that's the the name of the little town inside of the city state already has been awarded the 2029 like Asian winter games it's like <laughs> a hypothetical <laughs> country or city like
0: yeah. Asian
3: winter games in
2: Saudi Arabia in Saudi Arabia which I I mean I'm never been there but do they have a lot of snow
3: no it's really hot there it's the desert
0: (laughs) terrence other places they held this include lillehammer sochi
1: (laughs) (laughs) well
2: on the video they've also they're touting their successes so like they they, like started a, a tech company classic yeah, right. In twenty twenty two we we launched companies, including Tonamas, our world leading tech and digital enterprise. World leading, I've never heard of it. Um they also said this progress oh wait, uh let's see. And ENOA, responsible for managing Neom first class sustainable energy and water systems, featuring the world's largest green hydrogen production plant, it says This progressive stance is why we've invested $175 million in Volocopter, the next generation of transport. They have a video of it on there. It's just a helicopter with like 20 tiny little rotating blades instead of one. It's like, did we need to innovate the helicopter? It seemed like it was...
1: (laughs) I don't know. I mean
3: also just like all of these names sound like those like front Chinese front companies that sell things on Amazon. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm buying my socks from like WAPI. A real brand that exists. Yeah. Man. I don't know. Yeah. The thing is, is like, There's, like, a couple scenarios here. One, this actually goes through, which is unlikely. Two, it goes through partially and, like, just ends up committing, like, native genocide, which is more likely. Uh Uh-huh. Three, it ends up being some kind of, like, crypto-adjacent Ponzi scheme or, like, money laundering or, like, you know, weird front for various geopolitical fuckery, you know, which I think is probably the most likely. Uh Uh-huh. Like, uh yeah it's also like very funny to me like all of their claims about sustainability it's like bro you're building snow machines in the fucking desert
1: <laughs> <laughs> like yeah.
3: and all of this is paid for by oil money it's Saudi Arabia uh-huh. you know it's not like it's not like they're building this in. I was going to say Norway but that would also be oil money uh it's not like they're building yeah. this in like Croatia or something you know it's
1: Kentucky.
3: like yeah Kentucky <laughs> Neon Kentucky, like okay, now we're franchising.
2: Yeah, there we go.
0: Yeah, well, that's what we'll rebrand Neon Kentucky as. There's a town next to us yeah called Neon, which is a very <laughs> cool name.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a great name.
2: Well, I mean, as you pointed out in the article, there's a specific architect involved here. Was it Tom Maine? Um, yeah, said, yeah, he said. Uh, he said there needs to be the advancement of something much more complex as architects take responsibility for shaping the world. Architects need to start thinking like Tesla. <laughs> to do so, architecture should stop focusing so much on looks.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Tesla, the company, or Tesla, the man?
2: The t- <laughs> the
3: I think company. they
2: mean the company.
3: They mean the company. It'd be based if they meant the guy, though. It, it <laughs>
2: would <laughs> be. Yeah, it would be. Uh, but no, I think this is this really gets it basically what you're just saying. To do so, architecture <laughs> should stop focusing so much on looks and instead prioritize things like the power of AI. I mean, that's that's kind of like the whole point of, <laughs> of all this, right? Like AI automated cities, stuff like that.
3: This is just like kind of like Playboy for tech fetishists.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know? It's just yeah. like, what if like with all of our like dystopian little desires and like all of our buzzwords and all of our like sort of profit generating bullshit that's you know like trying to turn like computers into gold or whatever just kind of all accumulated in the most unethical way possible um that also involve- involves like literal like native genocide um well and yeah
2: with well, this- <laughs> I was gonna say that the city itself seems specifically designed to kill you. I mean, like who? Yeah. Also, like who... it's
3: gonna be like completely governed by facial recognition software <laughs> and like its own sort of de facto <laughs> security state that only uh, answers to MBS, but famously the... benevolent ruler of Saudi Arabia who has only been ever only ever been nice to journalists
0: <laughs> and horse enthusiast. I see right Yeah, that's
1: very that's big here. horse
3: enthusiast.
2: <laughs> it, Kate, you're missing the first for the trees. They're going to have an artificial moon glow in the dark beaches, a floating semi-automated an automated port and innovation hub. Don't you want an innovation hub? No.
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm tr- I'm like trying to think how I innovate. You know, like You need a
2: hub to do it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think I need a hub, dude. <laughs>
0: you're missing the hub part. That's why you're not innovating
3: start calling my home office the hub no. <laughs> see if I can get like some government money for it or whatever a PPP loan or something
1: yeah
2: <laughs> Part well part of your article is kind of like looking at like the brightest minds of our generation that have been brought into this thing to design it and so just by way of mapping out just by way I'm like watching Twin Peaks and it's like part of the plot is like uh, figuring out that like the the map of Twin Peaks is like corresponds with this ancient you know, petroglyph where you can access the black lodge. I kind of feel like this is sort of similar. Like, what are they, what are they trying to tell us here? Like there's like, there's three main cities. I already named them like Trojan horse or whatever the fuck, but then there's the line which separates them. And I guess will be viewable from outer space. I mean, it's, just like
3: no it's not it's mirrored dude how are you gonna view <laughs> it from outer space <laughs> you, you know, the,
2: well i guess you're right well i guess you couldn't see a mirror all the way oh
3: if, you, if you're making something that big and you can't even see it from space total l mm, you're right that oh, is
2: right like it's not like the great wall like we're not going to be able to view it from the moon it is a L. yeah well it's uh, the, the the concept is hilarious like we're going to take a building and lay it on its side.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, the thing is, is like back in the 1970s, when architecture was at its kookiest, and in my opinion, best, because that was the period I studied in graduate school, uh, The there was a lot of speculative architecture going around. Because, like, to be honest, it makes a lot of material sense. Like, you were really starting to deal with, for the first time, like the environmental crisis of the 70s. You were dealing with like kind of, uh, you know, the end of high modernist thinking. You were dealing with like a kind of the the emergence of neoliberalism. You were dealing with like a lot of of different things, stagflation. I mean, there's just like a bunch of simultaneous crises happening at the same time in the 70s. People started throwing out the word overpopulation. Like, and so like all of these things, especially modernism reached a kind of, of ideological crisis where people were desperately trying to kind of keep the ethos of, of modernist design alive by trying to come up with scenarios that like architectural scenarios for in, like envisioning a different world or a more organized world. And a lot of these like came in the form of sort of imaginary cities of some variety. And, you know, not all of them were sincere, of course. Um, there were some that were very sincere, like, for example, like the metabolists in Japan, we very interested in these kind of like modular cities that were would be composed up of, of of you know individual modules and stuff like that. Again, that also the space race was very influential in all this.
2: Okay. Um, it's like, is it any coincidence? It's also the decade you get. Was it Italo Calvino, Invisible Cities? Yeah. Is that part of that? Yeah, okay.
3: yeah. It was all. It was like there's the Zeitgeist, you know. I think. Yeah. Okay. Great book. Uh, but also, like during that time, there were these. There were also like critiques of all this kind of world building that were coming from sort of the radical like architectural tradition and one of those critiques came from this firm called super studio which i think are the best ever and very funny and they were these radical leftist italian guys who who formed a design group uh and they produced a lot of these speculative drawings that were really awesome and they were essentially the line like the line is essentially like plagiarizing super Because they were making fun of this. They were like, okay, imagine like an endless expanse of like mirrored horizontal skyscraper like in San Francisco or in Italy or something like that for the purpose of ultra mega hyper consumption. But they did this as a critique of capitalism because they thought it was fucking stupid. Uh And I mean, the drawings are sick as hell. Like they are like cult classics in architecture and they're still extremely imaginative and still you know, hold a certain kind of charm even today because they remain very, very relevant as we can see. Uh but like the line took what's what Super Studio was satirizing and was like, okay, but like what if we did it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like these guys were like making fun of people like this and they were just like, no, but that's a great idea. It's like that tweet where it's like, what was it like the you know you know the, the about tech companies where it's like, you know, about the what was what it the misery nexus or something like that yeah. and it's like we created the, the the doom nexus from do not create the doom nexus <laughs> it's like
2: it's like um what's his name snyder the zach snyder taking watchmen and not like completely realize like completely taking all mis- the wrong
0: lessons <laughs> yeah taking all
2: of the wrong lessons from it thinking that like rorschach is like you know what i'm saying it's kind of the the same thing
0: i've I I think it's I think just it's hilarious that this guy was like uh, they hired an architect. He was like, listen, we need to stop worrying about things being so beautiful.
1: (laughs) It's ridiculous (laughs) on its face.
3: Have you guys looked up Tom Main's architecture? Like he's the guy who did like the San Francisco Federal Building, which is like the most hated building in San Francisco. Like just pull it up because it is on God a dog. And like I'm like, you know, in favor of most I actually think contrary to popular belief. I actually think that most architecture is pretty good. Like, I think most architects, like, do try to, like, create things that are good looking oh. and, like, benefit society. But I don't think that Tom Maine is one of those architects. Like,
2: oh, damn. Interesting.
3: He, like, okay, and also, like, the thing about the San, Fran- <laughs> the San Francisco <laughs> Federal Building had a bunch of, like, movable parts and shit that just, like, don't work. Isn't that part of
2: what they're selling, Neon? That it's all, that it could be a, a movable city or something like
3: that. Yeah, this is also from the seventies. Like, there's this guy Peter Cook who is actually involved in this project because he has no shame, and <laughs> he designed, he created with this firm Archigram, which like did a bunch of these really yellow submarine looking kooky seventies drawings about like walking cities and stuff. Again, but like he was, they're like kind of very pro ease of consumption, endless consumption pro-growth kind of mindset but like again still kind of not satirically but like fancifully let's say and so like yeah all this is just the 70s being rehashed in the dumbest most unethical way possible but like yeah tom main is like he you have to understand like tom Maine is like a very like 90s y2k architect and in fact there's a lot of these working on this now like co-op Himmelblow is another one these guys have always been at the forefront of like stupid techno babble shit since the beginning of the time when architecture got into that, which was in the early nineties or in especially in the late 90s. And so like it doesn't it makes a lot of sense that these kinds of firms are the ones carrying the water for MBS. But also like I want to address Tom Maine's like complete like Reddit-brained idea. I love using reddit as an insult now. It's very funny. Um <laughs> that like architecture needs to be more like Tesla, which is a company whose cars like simultaneously or like instantaneously combust for mysterious reasons, all while their owner posts away his wealth on Twitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you really want architecture to be like that? That uh, he, he
2: he wants buildings like the World Trade Center, buildings that fall in on themselves. Like, you know, hostile architecture, but like in the truest sense, like buildings that could become a death ray and melt you inside your car. Like that's I think that's, you know, like we, we've we destroyed the know. natural world, right? Like we've destroyed predator, like apex predators and megafauna and, you know, everything but viruses. So it's like we got to turn our built environment into because, you know what I mean? Like weak men create Bad times and bad times create strong men or you know what I'm and saying strong sure.
3: men create weak times <laughs>
2: <laughs> another one of these architects this i thought I personally found this one the most fascinating this one was my fave a guy named Bjork Bjork Ingalls.
3: yeah, I don't think Bjark is actually working on the line he's just like my go-to whipping post for the dumb shit architects believe in
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> well I did this is honestly it's if it is uh as you say it is it's a perfect whipping post because he built a power plant that also doubles as a ski slope which you know i think we need more of those here in eastern kentucky right cuz like that's that's the perfect way to attract tourists we got plenty of power plants old power plants we turn them into ski slopes and you can ski while you got the you know plume hanging over you i think that's good
3: Bjark is like kind of like i would say he's like, like he's like an old millennial so like back in the day like when a lot of people who are currently in architecture school were were like in high school like he like made a bunch of videos saying that like architecture needs to be like minecraft so he's like personally personally like responsible for ensnaring a bunch of impressionable teenagers into this horrible profession um i didn't even think of that he was known as like the hot architect even though now he kind of looks like old leo ignardo dicaprio um and then also like he did a bunch of like dumb comic books that were like lessons is, yes is more which is like just like a marketing slogan that doesn't mean anything and he said that like climate change should be fun and also like <laughs> yeah he's just again he's like the my go-to guy to like point fingers at when i want to make a point that like architecture right now is is really stupid or like architect the star architects are back on their bullshit or whatever but you i mean tom main was that guy like 20 years ago or like 10 years ago yeah you know it's just like generations of like buzzword hipster bullshit uh yeah it's funny because like the other one that is like really like the one that surprised me to be working on the line was david Adjay who is really famous for, for building the really critically renowned and very sensitively built uh, museum of African-American history and culture that the Smithsonian did in DC, which is a great building. Like I've been, I mean, I think it's a really wonderful building. I think it really sensitively conveys like the progression of you know Af- African-American history in the United States. Like you start your tour like in the bottom of the building and it's dark and you start like with slavery and then slowly you become like emancipated as you like head towards the light. Like it's a great building. Yeah. Um, And it's like this guy like really likes to communicate. He, he's black and he likes to communicate this kind of like social justice worldview. Um, and he, you know, he's also like one of the more talented architects working in like at the moment. And so it's just really disappointing to see a guy like that like work on like blood money projects for saudi arabia uh but it all makes sense actually if you don't think of david Ajay as like some kind of sensitive artist who like you know is somehow separated from like economic conditions and is just here to make beautiful things like he david Adjay runs a firm that is comprised of thousands of workers. He's nothing more than like a petty capitalist. And that's a true about any of these architects. They speak as though they're individuals, but it takes an army of thousands to actually make a building. Some guy doesn't just draw it on a napkin and get good talks at Yale.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's if only.
3: <laughs> I know. What a job.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, basically, which is, I think, kind of a tension you highlight or obviously it's the main tension you highlight in this article. It's that like a lot of these firms, if not all of them, they make gestures towards these social justice causes, but they are basically, I mean, it's, it's, it's on one hand, it's kind of like the age old thing where, you know, artists have always had to do the bidding of the people with the money and the, you know, the rulers of the world. But there is this whole other element to it, which is basically what you just said that their firms are kind of factories and they have their bosses. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's kind of like Kanye, the Kanye thing when he was at Adidas or whatever, it's like you have this person who is ostensibly a quote unquote artist, but at the end of the day, they're cranking out commodities and they're doing it in a kind of, you know, proletarianized industrialized way. Uh, they kind of just, I don't know, just bear, you know, it just, you know, lays bare the the lie at the heart of the, Of the process.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, architecture is like an art, right? I mean, it's a spatial art. But at the same time, like, unlike, you know, if you look at visual art, for example, like architecture, the art market is very different than the architecture market. And the architecture market is different than the music market, right? Which is different from fashion or whatever. Um, but I think that like actually architecture has probably the most in common with fashion in that like you have like these firms that are represented by a historical idea or like a single kind of like creative magnate, but their wares are, are produced in a proletarianized way. Right. The difference is, is that architecture has also a spatial role. So like architecture inevitably shapes the places in which it's built. And, you know, it's also tied to all different forms of labor, not just architectural labor, right? But like, you know, the building trades, for example, or and it's and it's financialized through real estate. Um, So like it is so hyper connected in in, you know, sort of the world of capitalism that it's hard to it. It's funny to me that it's maintaining this kind of like very liberal, very, you know, environmentally concerned kind of reputation and artistic reputation for so long because I mean the way that most of us like experience architecture is not like that at all you know unless we go to like some museum or some civic building or something we're not like experiencing architecture or whatever it's like it's 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 just you know these tensions are becoming more and more unsustainable I think it you know architecture is really having a kind of reckoning with labor in, in this century that it hasn't had since the 19th century so I don't know we'll see but also like law at working on the line that's just while saying like you support environmentalism like okay buddy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah.
2: as the video says it's very promising actually this is a very comforting thing I would like to hear we can elevate life because we have a blank canvas <laughs> like oh um, I mean, usually if someone's telling you they're going to elevate life, <laughs> I feel like well, it's a... is,
0: These guys already ruined golf to the degree that you could ruin <laughs> golf anymore. But now life. Now, life. <laughs> <laughs> now setting their sights on life. <laughs> Dissatisfied after ruining
2: golf, they are now moving <laughs> to ruining life. <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, I. If there is there anything else y'all want to say about Neon? I had one other thing I wanted to kind of talk about today. Thought we could maybe uh, shoot the shit about. Um, but uh, any 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 additional things we should know about it, Kate? If you if you want to try to tell us what a floatable port is, what the fuck is any of this? Is are these words?
3: None of it is real. That's like the thing. I swear to Christ, this is all just some weird kind of oil money laundering that like architects are risking their reputation on because like <laughs> making money is like more important than like being ethical and cool uh but yeah like i think the best part of like researching this article was finding out that tom Maine compared architecture to tesla and says we need to use ai it's like get off of reddit bro
0: <laughs> so embarrassing
3: that's <laughs> understanding of technology Well, I mean, if that's the case,
2: I mean, I don't know. Because the thing about Elon is that obviously he has no idea what the fuck he's doing. It kind of becomes more and more clear. I mean, we've all known this, right, for a long time. He has no idea what he's doing. But it's kind of becoming more clear to everybody that he's...
3: Yeah, that he is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's... And so it's like, (laughs) you, you could just hire someone off the streets to do this, like me. I mean, I, yeah. I, I do not know nothing about architecture, but my vision of taking the glaciers, the ice sheets that are melting in this Antarctica and flying them to Saudi Arabia and we can make nice little igloos with the big icebergs. I think that's got legs and it fulfills all the things that they just said there. It's like, It's like Tesla in that it will eventually melt down and kill you. It (laughs) doesn't look, it won't look cool. It'll be entirely sleek. It'll reflect light back because that's what they want. That's what they're doing with the mirrors, right? I guess they're trying to reflect light back into space.
3: So they can have snow inside.
2: So they can have snow inside. Yeah. (laughs) A little snow globe in the desert. Like I grew up in the desert. And that was one of the things that fascinated me all the time growing up, that you could have, like, you could walk into someone's home, like, if you had, like, a really kind of, like, wealthier friend or something. You walk in their home, and their fucking AC is, like, 55, and they've got (laughs) the whole thing cut, like, everything is fucking, like, on ice. Like, you could have your whole own little, like, environmentally, like, uh, sealed off, like, um, biologically, like isolated system that was completely sealed off from the outside world. It always fascinated me growing up. I guess that's what they're—that's what they're looking for.
3: Yeah, but they're claiming it's—it's it's like environmentally sustainable. Like no one fucking believes that Phoenix, Arizona, is environmentally sustainable <laughs> as they entered their water war with California.
2: Oh, that I read an article in the New York Times a few weeks ago about that. That like. The United States government has basically told all of these states, like Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, Nevada, California, like you have to draw up, you have to start rationing water. And if you don't draw up your own plans, we're going to have to step in and do it for you. This might be this might be the flashpoint of the new like states rights, you know, sovereignty thing, because... None of these states are going to draw up a rationing plan. None of them are going to work together to share this water. And so the government is dude, they,
3: all <laughs> they all need golf courses.
2: They all need golf courses. Yeah. <laughs> that, this might
3: be the thing.
2: This might be the thing that pushes- Where else Phil in.
0: Mickelson going to earn his blood money and this <laughs> later year. Saudi
3: Arabia, dude, is, doesn't he play for like the Saudi tour or whatever? Yeah, the Live no,
0: tour. Yeah, a lot of those guys <laughs> went over there because they got Boku money.
3: I see. Or no, Ronaldo.
2: yeah
3: yeah playing soccer in the line in 2083 it's actually gonna be like a hologram of ronaldo playing soccer in the line in 2083 (laughs) (laughs) what
2: it's entirely possible kate that they build this and no one lives in it like could you imagine the state-of-the-art city-state that's a ghost town that's it's yeah it's weird it's like (laughs) it's like We, you know, we used to have ghost towns where they, you know, you go to, in New Mexico, again, there's a lot of ghost towns where they set up, like, iron ore or gold mining towns. Yeah, they
3: ran out of resources. And they
2: ran out of resources. But, like, now we're in an era where, like, we just make the ghost town before anybody (laughs) lives in it and no one lives in it.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. It's amazing. I mean, the real ghost towns are going to be, like, all those Phoenix McMansion suburbs. Yeah. When, when like Karen finds out that she has to shower once a day,
0: <laughs> yeah, God, or I, like, once
3: a week or whatever, you know, it's like no way. That's it. Uh,
0: living in Vegas during the like the housing crisis, it was crazy because like my girlfriend at the time and I lived in the subdivision that probably had sixty, seventy homes in it. There's only like two that were occupied. It was like this weird, gauche like Potemkin village <laughs> kind of thing going <laughs> on. It was so weird, hey, dude.
2: This We joke, but I, I grew up in a small town called Hobbs, New Mexico. This this article is from 2012 in the San Diego Union Tribune. Hobbs, New Mexico picked a site of scientific ghost town. The scientific ghost town in the heart of southeastern New Mexico oil and gas country will hum with the latest next generation technology, but with no people. A $1 billion city without residents will be developed in Lee County. It will help researchers test everything from intelligent traffic systems and next generation wireless networks to automated washing machines and self-flushing toilets they never built this but it is interesting kind of feels like i can't believe they're doing the line
3: in your hometown
2: they were trying to do the line in my hometown
3: (laughs) usually like doing a line meant something really cool and now it's not cool anymore yeah we
2: seriously like that song White Lines, that hip hop song from the 80s. <laughs> like we need a new version of that, but updated for this <laughs> this line. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
3: yeah. For sure. On that note, like what was the other thing you ought to talk about?
2: Oh, it was um it was the article in the New York magazine that was going around this week. Uh yeah, speaking of white lines, <laughs> um is the, the the only reason I wanted to talk about this. I've not seen the TV show in question. Um, but the only reason I wanted to talk about it because it seems like a, a common hobby horse at, at on this program is, you know, making fun of the anxieties and angsts of Oh
1: no, not the Fleischmann article.
2: <laughs> the Fleischmann one. Yes. The Fleischman effect. In the city of Rachel's and Libby's the FX show is some New York moms worried they're the new ones, they're the ones in trouble. Um I've baited you in. And now, now we have to talk about it. Um,
3: you can make $300,000 and be miserable. (laughs) I would be getting courtside basketball tickets every fucking month. Like, it's like, Oh, I got to send my kid to do school to like some exclusive school and then give them a tutor that does Soviet math. And it's like, bro,
2: they're, they're going to be learning Soviet. What was it? Was it New History? What was that guy that, like, thought Dude, they're he they're gonna had... be
3: learning tanky history.
2: <laughs> new Chronology, I think, is what it was. He, like, believed oh, that the Middle Ages was a lot shorter than we thought it was.
3: Dude, uh, these kids are, like, gonna come out of Soviet math calling their parents imperialists.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, it, no, okay, so I've not watched this show. Fleischman, whatever the fuck it is. And I will also say... That I feel like the article, it does highlight like a real thing, which is that like women, even when they still achieve like the highest degree of like economic success, are still bound by some of these patriarchal structures and obligations and stuff that they they like, you know, yearn for like an escape from. But it does still have some interesting anecdotes in it, Um. So, it, like, the what the way the article is structured is it, like, sort of reflects off of the two main characters in this show. It reflects off of that the lives of some people in New York that this writer knows. Um, one of them is named Kayla. Uh, she says she keeps thinking about a scene in this TV show when Toby, a 41-year-old hepatologist making almost $300,000 a year who finds himself justifying his job to a group of middle-aged hedge, bro- hedge fund bros, asks... When is it ever good enough? When he said that, I was like, yes, I can completely relate to that. Money, money is the fix for anything here, says page 40, who cringes as she tells me about the consultant she and her husband hired to help their five year old get into a private kindergarten next year. I'm like, are we crazy? Are we doing this? We are two decent human beings. We are on boards. We are community leaders. And we are hiring someone to draft and edit our thank you letters and to tell us to hold the door open and. On school tours it's just like in what world is this normal in what world they've also hired a tutor and enrolled their child in russian math a trend now a trend now among preschool parents who've heard that the old soviet method might give their children a leg up
0: what is can we What what is the old soviet method exactly what's the secret sauce there
2: because <laughs> yeah, i, I want to know i want a
0: leg
1: up
3: yeah i know I feel like this is something that like some really enterprising guy made up, like, <laughs> like some like somebody like fresh off the boat from Russia is like, yo, I know exactly how to scam some rich people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In which case, like that's baller. Like,
2: <laughs> it totally. Re- oh, I found a website here. Last week, NPR ran a story detailing the Russian math phenomenon, following the growth of the Russian school of mathematics. Uh, what is Russian math? It is built on the foundational principle that the cognitive ability of a child, the power to think and reason, is not predetermined at birth, but can actually be developed over time, and that mathematics is by far the best tool for this development. Huh?
3: Okay, I agree with that. It's like,
2: no, I, I, yeah, I agree with me
3: math, and like maybe I'll believe in the method.
2: Yeah, I, I do agree with it, but um, it is also at the same time kind of like when I was growing up, my parents, (laughs) they're like. We have to make him smart. And they had read somewhere that, like, if you just make your kid listen to classical music, it'll make him smart. So my parents would, like, put on Bach and shit. My parents would, like, listen to country music and Rush.
3: <laughs> Dude, like- we literally had the same parents. My dad, my dad was in his office listening to fucking Buck Owens. And I was, like, listening to Mozart. And it totally backfired. I ended up going to music school.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Wrong outcome. I should have been like a high level financier, but all it did was make me want to play the violin. Dude, don't believe that shit. Like yeah, if you're not getting your child into classical music, they will end up like Lydia Tar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it
0: will backfire. Really,
3: really hot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She gets some fits off. Too. <laughs> um Okay, so yeah, so I don't know. I like yeah, I was unaware that this was a thing. Um, but yeah, no, I do. I guess I do agree with the premise. Uh, it is funny, though, that they like took an old Soviet method, which was basically like the premise was at essence kind of egalitarian. Like, yeah, there's no inherent like I'm sure there. I really do. There probably are some kids who are like very advanced in the sense that like they can think abstractly better than others. But I think the vast majority of people, you can understand math. Like it's it's not a difficult thing. Like you just have to be able to like instill confidence in them and help them train it as like any skill.
3: That Uh, is
0: that is interesting because math seems to be like the one thing that like if if you get the yips early on in life about it, you like almost never recover. Yeah, (laughs) you know, but like nothing else is like that. Like like history, you can like you know more or less. No, PE is
3: totally like that, dude.
0: Well, I I guess yeah, physical stuff too. P (laughs) yeah.
2: that's true like kickball or red that's rover
3: Fucking dog shit at kickball
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah. <laughs> nah but you not nah, you you are right though tom uh more than any other subject though if you from an early age you get it lodged in your head like i fucking suck at this shit like you're it's uh but yeah i, feel like yeah, that was I mean th- go, ahead. go ahead i'm sorry no no go ahead
3: i actually forgot what i was gonna say so go ahead i'm gonna crack a <laughs> joke and i just realized it wasn't funny
0: i don't have to instill your thunder <laughs> i was just gonna say that it's just one of those things that like if you uh you, did y'all have to do the thing where you go up in class and like you do your multiplication races and like if you miss one then like you're like get some sort of light punishment it back in the day they would like smack you in the hand with like a ruler but now i think they just like make you go stand in a corner or something uh-huh but like you have one bad round of math races, and then you just and then you just <laughs> internalize that I'm bad at math, and then you revisit later on in life after you you know you have to start learning how to balance a checkbook or whatever. You're like, hey, actually, no, I'm not
2: really that bad at this. I can yeah. like multiply. <laughs>
3: well, you're like me, and I have to hire an accountant.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I got like that with like Bible drills. Like I got I like got it in my head that I like could never. Memorize. I just, I just mind. suck at Christianity, man. <laughs> I just, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but yeah, no. The 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 broad contour there is very interesting. It's like, um, like I know we we destroyed the Soviet Union for this. Like they're all like. They're, they made the
3: Soviet like, math capitalist so that rich people buy it for their kids, dude. Exactly. It, it is and a Lenin slippery slope. Lenin
0: is turning slope, in though. his exposed grave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's turning glass in his glass container. It is a slippery slope, though, because if you could see that the Soviets were right about one thing, it's only a matter of time before little <laughs> by little you're like, well, maybe they got this, 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 and this right, too. And then,
2: well, there there is, and I don't know the fine details on this. But I'm pretty sure that the Soviets disagreed with the like the Western consensus on particle physics. Um, And I think even Einstein disagreed on that, like the. um, Where's the fucking name for it? And I'm blanking on it now. Quantum mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But like the Soviets had their own kind of like system for this. Um, I don't know if it was adopted as state policy or not, but in the 20s, it was a huge debate. And and the were,
0: weren't 20 they 20. on phage therapy a lot longer than after a lot of people had kind of abandoned it?
2: <laughs> what I don't even know what that is. What is phage therapy? Is it like a
0: blood? I guess it's like, it's like another, it's like an alternative to like, you know, you got antibiotic therapy. Uh huh. It's kind of in the same vein. Like, I guess so there are therapy. people in
3: the UK who still think you can divine water.
2: <laughs> See, I like, I've seen those articles. It's like that, like, like, uh, it's like a big debate right now.
3: Dude, there are I'm like, are here. you fucking serious? Are we going to start burning witches again? <laughs> there are people
2: here, like, who will bring one out to find, like, a water source.
1: <laughs> is that, like, the,
0: the little Washington stick you see in cartoons? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> my parents
3: are from New York, and they were like,
2: child. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, but, yeah, no, like, again, yeah, this is what we destroyed the Soviet Union for this, uh, for us to learn their mathematics, but also have deep ennui and angst about modern life. And this article kind of like cuts to it. Um, Like, let me give you some more examples. Um, This one woman, she recently found herself thinking about that question in target. Um, You know how Carl Lagerfeld was like, you're in sweatpants. You, you failed. That's how I feel about target. To me, it's this ever present reminder that I'm in the suburbs I'm not going to leave. I am not moving back to Brooklyn, and my life there is over. Um, even with a combined household income of $500,000, the New York life she wants for her family feels out of reach. Um, See,
3: yeah, they have yeah. Target in New York, don't they? I mean, yeah. We have a Target in Chicago.
2: Where do you go to get shit? If not, I mean, we have Walmart, but it's the same. Yeah, Walmart. Yeah. I mean... <laughs>
3: it's just midwestern walmart anyways it's just like elevated somehow because they do collabs or whatever yeah and the,
2: it's like this is some really depressing shit since leaving new york beth has found herself in tears at least once a week she makes three hundred thousand dollars a year more than she's ever earned in her life but she's running out of minutes in the day to squeeze more squeeze out more dollars i mean yeah it's uh and
3: i think i was reading this article and like I was I just like couldn't stop thinking, right, about my parents. Like my parents didn't make a lot of money. I think actually me and my husband make more money than they did cuz they were cuz my dad was a civil servant and my mom was a uh it's a preschool teacher. Like my dad like his job was just doing spreadsheets for like the government. Uh-huh. And like the thing is is that you know, my parents like were able to give me and my sister like a life full of enrichment and, you know, decent education because, you know, the public school system hadn't been completely demolished at that point. It was like the last generation of kids who got a good public school education. And like, you know, I went to public school and in- for college and it's just like I went to violin lessons. Right. And I went to I did like intro in- you know, community sports. I got tennis lessons one year, uh, and I'm just thinking, like, well, what more is there? You know, like, yeah. why do you got ha- this? Is all just like weird s- rich people status anxiety? Yeah. It's like the solution to your problems is to send your kids to fucking public school, right? <laughs> like, then yeah. you can have like an extra hundred thousand dollars to go fuck off and like go to some place that's not Target and live back in Brooklyn. <laughs> like, if you didn't have that like completely classist status that's anxiety true. around schooling. Like, you wouldn't be such a freak. Like, it's just about, like, your kids, like, getting – you just think your kids are inherently superior to other children. And my parents did not believe that about us. That is true. Like, my my parents were, like, my – child, like, with me, because I was, like, autistic and antisocial. And they were, like, my child is a freak. Like, we need (laughs) to send them to public school so they learn how to, like, socialize and not be just, like, a complete shut-in reading classical music blogs all the time. And like playing Toontown online or whatever. Like,
2: you're right. It's just,
3: if, if, you know, my parents didn't have status anxiety because they didn't have status.
2: Right. And you can already see the next article being written in 20 years when the, these kids grow up and have their own status anxiety about having grown up in this like little secluded world where, you know, they were constantly, you know, just uh, blasted by their parents' neuroses and depressions and stuff. I mean, I'm insane, but it's like, but uh, you know, because my parents are also insane in their own individual way. But you're right; they didn't have there wasn't like a. You're right; there wasn't like a status anxiety there.
3: I grew up in Carthage, North Carolina. Like the most like statusy thing you could do was to go to Pinehurst and play golf. <laughs> yeah, oh,
0: yeah, okay, yeah. That's uh, that's where you're
3: from. I mean, it's just like. That's, I think, what it is. I mean, I feel sorry for people who are, like, trapped in in this world where they can't understand. Or, like, for example, I feel sorry for, for women who have to feel like, you know, they can never make enough money to to live the life that they want to or whatever. Like, I have some sympathy with that because I'll never buy a house.
1: Mm, yeah. But
3: at the same time, like, if you don't think that you're inherently better People like these anxieties just go away, right? Like, I swear to Christ, like <laughs> you're right. Like that is the thing.
2: If they just stop assuming that they're better than everybody else, yes, that a lot of that will just melt away. <laughs> yeah, and you sh- and
3: you school, share in live these in things. Brooklyn. You can't go to school. Live in Brooklyn, like pretend to be cool and go to like craft beer bars or whatever. Like old millennials do. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I just. Like, all these people's problems are fake to me. Uh-huh. I mean, like, oh, you have 300 grand? You make 300 grand a year and you can't find a way to be happy? Like, like that's on you. That's, like, you need to look at your own life. If you're like, it's like, that is not my problem. And I don't really feel sympathy for you.
2: Are they not? Like, yeah, it's like, a hundred years ago, I guess, if you had this kind of, like, status anxiety, like, I don't know, what, what would you channel it into? Like, some weird fraternity... Cult thing, oh yeah, like definitely. Freemason thing. Like, did they? Not, are they not hunting doing that? Secret more? society. Yeah. Secret societies <laughs> and hunting, fox hunting, shit like that.
3: Yeah.
2: I guess equestrianism. Yeah, equestrianism. Yeah, shit, dude. Opera.
3: You could at least be like John Dupont or something. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, start a wrestling team in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Is it laughs> fox catcher. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah.
2: get addicted to laudanum or something. Like, what? What <laughs> happened to <laughs> a good old laudanum addiction?
3: Dude, just become a poet. Yeah. Or like be a hippie or something, dude. Like crying in Target because like you can't afford to send your kids to like the Wrigley Brothers school of pompous assholes. (laughs) Like I
1: just I go
3: fine. I'm going to talk at Yale. I'm like a successful writer. And
1: my parents
0: didn't need to do all that shit. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny. They're so upset. Like what they're ultimately upset about is they don't want to share spaces with other people. Yeah, that's right? really what it is. Like, that, it, that's it's,
2: that's why it's, they should move to neon. Honestly, that's, bringing it back. That's right. Like no.
3: They're complaining about living in the suburbs while having the most fucking suburban mentality possible, which yeah. is like, don't put my kids in the bad schools. Literally, uh-huh. that's why the suburbs fucking exist.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's why the city-state might be coming back. You know, that Tom's right. The city-state might be coming back, and you can just a- attract all these disaffected suburbanites to the Saudi Arabian desert because it's a blank canvas, and we can elevate life. Cause the master plan is underway as <laughs> I is it's there.
3: We just take, I it. went to Oman yeah. to do the tour of Oman last year. And like Oman is kind of a cool place because like, it's like always, it's kind of like the middle ground of like all of like these, you know, kind of uh petro or whatever. And that like Oman, you know, still has like the very conservative, like uh, you know, islamic laws and stuff but they are like a different kind of islam than like sunni or shiite and so their laws are like actually a little bit more lenient and like i think that like they also just the development hasn't been as concentrated there um and so like they have like they don't look like dubai for example or like so it's still kind of scrappy but like there's still also a shit ton of expat oil workers there Mm -hmm. and like they're mostly british and australian and stuff and when like the tour of oman comes to oman they all crawl out of the woodwork like desperate to talk to other white people that like they don't already know <laughs> and like they're all wearing like their, like stuff that they buy in dubai for like ha- like half them and it is like just the weirdest thing because you have just like normal omani people who like are unconcerned with any of this just like here to see the spectacle of a bunch of guys in are riding bikes in their country for reasons unknown to them but have uh-huh. everything to do with soft power uh-huh. and like then you have like the british people who are like i remember bicycles like, <laughs> and it's just like i can totally see neon like being like that it's just full of like oil worker expats who like think that they can like you know buy spend away their their like you know expat on through like louboutin shoes
2: yeah yeah you did that, that is a great because i grew up in the oil fields and uh
0: Y- yeah it's i can it's kind of funny There are american analogs i want to cosplay as cowboys now especially in the L. they all there.
3: have like yeti coolers and lifted trucks just to go to food lion one
0: yeah, thousand right.
2: percent <laughs> one thousand percent
0: yeah but you go over to dubai
2: and they're like you know <laughs> now
0: you're so already... like
3: yeah i need the new stuffy collabs
2: yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're exactly right kate though it's like it will be just like yeah oil-filled worker expats um, like managerial class guys, like guys who work like 10 days a year on an offshore drilling pad and like make $800,000 a year. They're like neon. That's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, they think they're working. And it's not
0: going to be long before it comes to America too. And they're like, buddy, you tired of the boom and bus cycle in Texas. If I got the place for you, uh-huh. Dude, Marfa is
3: totally going to be like the side of the line too. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Like all the Donald John, John stuff. Yeah. You, you can see it already starting to form a little
2: bit.
3: <laughs> Dude, look what they did to Austin, man.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Another throat> place I've lived. <laughs> um, Well, I think that about covers it. Um, Go check out Kate's article in The Baffler, uh, uh, a website and a magazine that Ha, is uh kind enough to also publish me and Tom from time to time. So
3: they're the best.
2: They're the best. That that's how you know they're, they're the best. Better judgment. I think it's their better judgment. Um anything else you would like to plug, Kate, before we let you go?
3: Check out my website, mcmansionhell.com, where I take on the world's ugliest houses from people who are not afraid to live in the suburbs and don't cry in Target, but simply like play uh you know pinball in their basements and like have home bars <laughs>
2: speaking of there was one going around recently where it looked like they put like a prison turret like in the middle of the mansion do you know what i'm talking about
3: yeah i know about that one <laughs> that's classic i mean what is the home if not a prison <laughs> yeah, the it's... prison of domesticity or something i don't know
2: right that's yeah for sure um. All right. Well, go check all that out. You can also go check us out on Patreon. Please do that. P a t r e o n dot com slash Crowbilly Workers Party. Thank you for listening this week, everybody. We will see you next time. Adios.
3: Adios.